We are Youth in Action. This is a show about issues associated with climate change and so much more. You'll hear what impact that's having on youth personally and for our planet. Youth in Action is made possible with the assistance of the Community Broadcast Foundation, cbf.org.au. My name's William and I'm 11 and I think it's really good for people to come and celebrate climate action. What are some of the things that um, are most important to you? My family and just being here today. When you were walking along, were you shouting some things out that mean a lot to you? What were you shouting? What do we want? Climate action. When do we want it? Now. My name's Manu, I'm 11. And I came here today because I think, well, I think it's the world is something worth fighting for because there's nothing else, there's nowhere else we can go after the world. If the world does crumble, there's nowhere else we can go. And why do you think it's so important for everyone to get together? We have more power when we're together, like a family, but if you're by yourself, you don't have as much power. Are there some things that, that scare you in the world today? As in, you know, just the future? Probably the thought of if this doesn't work. I don't know what we would do if it doesn't work. Tell me what your name is and how old you are. Matilda, and I'm 11. And Matilda, why are you here today? Because I think it's important that we stand up for our earth and where we live because it's not cool that we destroy our planet that we've got to live on and it's just really horrible and I think we need to stop it as soon as we can. And what would you say if you could tell someone that was destroying the planet, what, what would you say to them? I'm not sure what I would say but I'd hope I can find the courage to tell them that it's the most horrible thing you could ever do and there's nothing worse than destroying a lovely home that you get. Mother Earth gives us so much and we just give back to her Some of us give back good and some give back just negative. My name is Jessie Hobart. I am 11 years old. I was originally not going to go today, but we ended up looking up what the protest was for and we decided it was for a good cause. We only have one planet and there's no backup. The government got a head start, but if we start now, we can catch up. And uh, what's on your sign? What sign did you hold around today? My sign said global warmings is not cool. Is that your your main thing that you um, would like to stand up against, global warming? Or are there other things that you worry about or make you anxious? I want to stand up for the rainforests in the lowlands. They have lots and lots of animals and if the rainforests flood, then where are those animals going to go? Every animal deserves safety. Where's it going to go if the rainforest is flooded? We can't just move all of them to another rainforest. There's not very much rainforest left and all of it's on lowland, so if it gets flooded, there's nowhere else for them to go. Um, My name's Olive and I am 11 and I came here today to fight against global warming. I think global warming is just like the worst thing ever. Were you walking in the march and singing out some things? Yeah, I was turning out. What do we want? Climate action, when do we want it now? My name is Willow Goff and I am 10 years old 
and I came here today because I think that it's a good cause and that I want to follow in um, Greta's footsteps. Uh, she's the one who started all the protesting and stuff. So what are you guys going to do with your futures? Do you have any ideas of maybe occupations or pastimes that might help, you know, save the planet? I want to be like Greta. How do you think that's going to happen? Like, what things do you do to sort of aim in that direction? I really don't know. I'd like to... I'm not sure, but I'd like to work for something to help the environment and hope that I do good. I don't know what I'm going to do in my future, but I just hope I do good. Well, even just the, the things that you do every day, like not getting plastic straws or not using bags or understanding what's in the ocean, like what your T-shirt says. It's all just knowledge and education, isn't it? And then sharing that maybe with other people as well. What do you want to do with your future to try to help, you know, towards stopping things like climate change? Well, I really wanted to, with my mum, I do beach cleanups on the weekend. Um, and I feel really good when I do that. And I pick, we pick up loads of rubbish and it's really helpful for the environment. Um, and then I think it's really good to help the world. I would like to be able to, like, say to someone stop and have them actually listen because I think it's the little things that matter like every day if someone thinks oh just one plastic straw will be fine that's the whole population putting one plastic straw and that's a lot but every day if you just pick up like one piece of rubbish it still makes a big difference. I think every piece of plastic counts. I know I'm going to donate. I'm going to donate maybe even join one of the companies that helps. And just gonna try hard, reduce, reuse and recycle. Are you guys all friends? Do you, have you all come from the yeah, same, school? same school? Yeah, what school? Shearwater. Cool. And does Shearwater have like lessons about climate change? We have this Aboriginal teacher called Mujai and he's really cool. <laughs> what sorts of things does he teach you? Um, he teaches us loads of dances and they're really nice and we made um, a gunya and that's just sticks and then they cover it in um, paper bark and it's, they use it for like ceremonies and for the elders to go there and feel safe. And do you think it's important to learn about the, the history of this country and does it, does it make you think differently about the future as well? Yeah, I think it's really important that we learn about our past so we can also change the future because it's important that if we, if we learn about our past, it can inspire us to become good people. Like even just one small like even half a straw that's like one one small plastic bag that's a whole turtle and it's just something we need to change small things aren't really small are they it's like you you guys you're all quite small compared to me but together oh my gosh you're all doing really amazing things it's so great to see you here does anybody want to finish with anything Any, yeah your dream of the future what you would like to see the world as I'd like to see the world as somewhere where we can just relax and not worry about the world exploding because it's been so hot and 
I, I just want to ask people to just change that little thing in your life that you do every day. Maybe in your kid's school lunchbox you put something like a packet of chips that, that's plastic. Like just change one small thing you do every day to help the world. My dream for the world is that there's a place where everyone can go if they have a home or not. Animals, every sort of living organism can have a home. Um, my dream is to see the world with animals and humans living happily together and everyone has a place. My dream of the future would probably be plastic free and just seeing everyone so happy and not stressing about the world ending and I'd like to see a lot more animals just free. Um, my dream would probably be for everyone to have a place in this world and not to be left out and like because they lose plastic and they that goes into the ocean and then that's one animal that you've contributed to getting killed. So I think beach cleanups are really helpful for the world. Um, and I think that like we should all live together and harmoniously. And I think we should all have a place. what just happened? Well, we all met at the rec grounds. Mia had a big talk, which was really good, and we just walked up from the rec grounds, up along Johnson Street, to the beach. Now we're on the beach near the um, Byron Surf Club, that one. <laughs> Byron Surf Club. And we're, yeah, it's, we got some people coming up for talks, had some music. Yeah, it's really lovely. What did it feel like just being a part or in the middle of that crowd marching? Oh, it felt great. It's been really, like, it's been a while since we've been able to do this, so it's been really, it's really nice to be back. And why are you a part of this? Um, because I'm only like 17. I don't want my future to be what it looks like it might be. Yeah, I want to change that. <laughs> Walla blagamir rakudugun, jendamani nyali garamanyali, nyali nyan yathan yathan jen, garamanyali, wana wana jungma malaganu, bugle bear a dugun. Just calling out to the ancestors, letting him know that we're here, our nothing, out at the nothing gully rocks. Thank you.
Thank you so much, Auntie Delta, for your continual work protecting our country. We are so lucky to live here on Arakul Bunjalam country, and sovereignty was never ceded. Today, we stand as a powerful entity that has resisted our government's continual act attempts to demean, demoralize, and belittle our chance of a safe and viable future. Today, we represent the sheer power individuals possess when they unite as collectives. When individuals believe strongly enough in a cause that it can manifest into a passion, power capable of transcending borders, capable of breaking vested political interests. Nearly three years ago, I stood before you and I said those words. It's been three years of organizing, protesting, striking, and holding our government accountable for their blatant abuse of power, their corruption, which has led to the destruction of sacred sites more than 47,000 years old. <laughs> their corruption, which has led to the deforestation of biologically diverse, integral ecosystems. Their corruption, which has forced us into an extinction crisis. Three years we have been striking, yet the struggle for the protection of this planet, Mother Earth, continues. This struggle for climate justice on these unceded lands began with invasion. For over 200 years, my people have fought for the right to protect their sacred lands, to care for country, to continue their symbiotic connections that nourishes country and all of those who inhabit it. First Nations people are the longest surviving culture in the world. And the solutions to our climate crisis are embedded within their culture, within their complex knowledge systems. This will only be made possible through truth-telling and deep listening. The past year has exposed systemic intersecting issues that have been plaguing our country since invasion. As a pandemic ravaged our world, First Nations people continued to die in custody. Violence against women increased. The deforestation and destruction of this sacred land continued. As the most vulnerable were affected by the pandemic, the very same who suffer at the forefront of this climate crisis, the world's billionaires doubled their incomes. Shame. Yet our government tells us that climate justice is too expensive, that it means the loss of livelihoods and jobs. These are blatant lies, blatant propaganda. It exposes a corrupt government who prioritizes
prioritise short-term profits for billionaire companies over the very survival of humanity, our Earth. This week, the government pledged $600 million of taxpayer money to a gas plant in Kurikuri. It makes no economic sense. It will only increase the price of electricity and is redundant before it is functional. While the world embraces the solutions of a new renewable energy era, Australia lines the pockets of its billionaire fossil fuel companies at our expense. Shame, shame. I am angry, I am scared, and I feel powerless sometimes. The sheer disregard we are watching condemns our planet, our future, our people. We watched over 18.6 million hectares of our country burn last year. We watched over 3 billion native animals die. We have watched ancient forests logged at unprecedented rates. We have watched the greatest coral bleaching recorded. Only 50% of Australian reefs remain intact. We are witnessing events that normally happen in the geological timescale of a million years happen in a single human lifetime. History is unfolding before us and what we do now, future generations will either thank or condemn us. And Scott Morrison, you will be condemned. <laughs> condemned for continued inaction that threatens the complex symbiotic ecosystems that sustain us. Your inaction has cost us. It has cost us time. It has cost us lives. It has cost us the right to have innocent childhoods. It has cost us wild sacred places that support biodiversity beyond comprehension. It has cost us a thriving green economy and thousands and thousands of jobs. To put it in a language the Morrison government understands, you have cost us billions and billions of dollars. As the climate emergency continues to worsen, it is estimated that inaction in the next 50 years could cost us $7.4 trillion. Yet we must not let the overwhelming nature of this crisis paralyze us. We must use this climate catastrophe as a way to recreate and revision our world. Use it to redefine the systems that oppress the vulnerable destroy the natural environment in order to benefit the few. The future lies within the green recovery. The future lies here. The future lies within the transition to a more economically viable and profitable system of renewables that will create a plethora of jobs Movements of non-violent direct action work. 
tangible, real change that topples oppressive governments. We have witnessed it throughout history and we will see it again. Martin Luther King, the Freedom Rides, Mahatma Gandhi, Bob Brown and the Franklin Gordon River. Together, we hold the capacity to create long-lasting change. Even in so-called Australia, where democracy is being eroded by the selfish, corrupt decisions of governments. We are angry, we are scared, but we are powerful. collective power of nonviolent movements transcends all. Last climate strike saw the mobilization of over 350,000 Australians, students, adults, businesses, hand in hand, demanding climate justice. The world is shifting. We are on the precipice of change. Global leaders are investing in brave new policies, weaving a sustainable future that makes sense. Yet Australia is being left behind. The myths we have been sold regarding the coal industry are a farce. Australia has the opportunity to be a global leader on this front. within our capacity to support, to export the same amount of renewable energy as we do now with coal. Did you know that renewable industry employs the same amount of people as the coal industry does right now in Australia? Despite coal composing 60% of Australia's energy sector and renewable energy only composing 20%, they both employ 25,000 people. The green recovery makes economic, social, environmental and cultural sense. It will create long-term sustainable employment. It will provide a proper recovery in a post-pandemic world. But only if supported with systemic change, with investment, implementation of policy, law, we have the solutions. We have the knowledge embedded within tens of thousands of indigenous custodianship of country. What we don't need is corrupt politicians. Flimsy. What we don't need is flimsy excuses. What we don't need is the censorship of First Nations voices. We need brave leadership. We need system change. We need localization of the economy. We need a decolonized country. And we need you to vote. A federal election is looming. We need adults to make the choices our kids cannot divest from super companies that pour billions of dollars into fossil fuels, support renewable alternatives, 
make informed consumer choices. The power lies within us. The power lies within the people, despite what they let you think. Look around us today, this gathering of hundreds and hundreds of people from all walks of life. This is what democracy looks like. Remember today, remember the urgency, the fear, the hope you feel and act. Do everything in your power to create lasting change. It doesn't end today. Continue to resist and protect our future. Get involved within your community. Join a campaign, volunteer, donate, complete our climate checklist. Continue to place pressure on political systems. Join the revolution. It is overwhelming. It is paralyzing, the enormity of this task. But the solutions are there. The technology is there. Millions of people are already committing and working towards this. We demand a future. We demand a safe existence. And we will continue to strike until our demands are met. That is the one thing I can promise you, that we will strike and continue to do so until we see the closure of Adani, until we have reached 100% renewables, until we see the government to develop a plan to support businesses, we will strike until First Nations solutions are implemented. We will strike until a treaty is enshrined into our constitution. Climate justice involves all people, all perspectives. Our government has failed us, decades of politicians have. Major mining companies knew about this years ago, so now is the time for complete social disruption. Now is the time for civil disobedience. Now is the time to stand in unison, to defend the lasting legacy. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mia. The tireless amount of work and effort she's put into these strikes over the last three years has been incredible. Feel free to stick around. But also, if you do have to go, please enrol to vote before you do. The tent's right over there. This is how we can keep this momentum going. But please remember this feeling, as Mia said. And please follow our Instagram, Bonchai Youth for Climate, tag us and post so you can stay updated on more strikes if we have to strike again, because we know our government's useless, but not anymore. Thank you, everyone. Keep this feeling. What do we want? Yes. What do we want it? Now.
My name's Angus, I'm from the Northern Rivers Young Greens and we're at the School Strike for Climate today trying to get young people to enrol to vote. I was doing a little bit of research and there's just under 50% of people in the Richmond electorate are enrolled um, under 24 years old, so we want to get as many people as possible enrolled. Tell us a bit about the Young Greens. Is this something that's sort of quite young? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we've just started up in the Northern Rivers. We have a really big Sydney chapter going with, I think, about 100 active members and a bunch more that come along occasionally. Um, And we're looking to build a meaningful presence in the Northern Rivers and do as much as we can to build the progressive movement up here amongst the youth. (laughs) Tell us what it was like today, this energy and, you know, seeing everyone together marching and the sort of the strength and the power that comes with that. Yeah, it's really um, inspiring to see so so many people and especially young people. I often speak to young people and they're quite apathetic, but I felt like today most of the people that were here, you know, they seemed really empowered and, you know, really... You know, the march was huge and it was, um, especially after the, you know, everything died off after COVID and stuff. So it's been, yeah, it's really great to see. Where did your involvement begin with the Young Greens, for example? Well, I was, I've been interested in politics for quite a long time and sort of at the end of last year, I was looking to at different ways that I could get involved and the Greens seemed to me like the best, you know, sort of fit for me where I'm, I'm quite broad in the issues that I care about, so... And I think the Greens policy platform reflects that. And then, yeah, upon joining, I found that most, most of the members are, you know, a lot older and stuff like that. And so I want to, yeah, really amplify the youth movement here. Yeah. And this, is this your first sort of public outing as, you know, the young Greens? Um, so this is the first time that we've done an enrol to vote store, but we also just recently, uh, last week, we did a banner making event where we made a bunch of banners for the strike today. And then previously we've done a few contingents. We had a contingent to the Koala, Save Our Koalas Day of Action a few months ago, um, which was in Mwollombar. And we also have a small contingent at the Lismore strike today. Other than that, we've done a few online events with the Sydney group as well, um, which have gone really well. And when youth are enrolling, uh, what age do they have to be and what does that, what does that entitle them to? Um, so you can enrol at 16, but you can't vote until you're 18, which is, um, personally, I'd like to see the voting age drop down, but um, at, at the moment that's not the case. But the thing is, yeah, you can get enrolled as soon as you turn 16, and that means you can, you know, set and forget, and then when you turn 18 and the election pops up, you can go down and you don't have to worry about updating. But as well, in, in saying that, if you have not enrolled and you you know, it comes to election day, I believe young people can enrol if you just take your ID down to the voting booth. Um, so you, yeah, still be able to enrol on the day if need be. And did you have a lot of youth that were unaware that they could actually enrol at 16 and that were really keen to, you know, especially after a march like this, to to want to do something about it? Yeah, fully. I think that was a really big part of it, giving people sort of a follow-up action to take after the rally. And we had a lot of people, I was actually quite, I thought we were going to be a very unpopular store, but we had quite a lot of people coming up. And at one point it rained over and um, we had a bunch of people hiding under the stall. So we gave them all a <laughs> nice pamphlet so they could go home and fill out. It was, well, it was a lot more positive than I had expected. A lot of people were really keen. And a lot of people, as you said, they didn't know that they could enrol to vote at 16. So that was really good. What sorts of things affect you? What are some of the issues that you, know, you want or you'd like to be able to be a part of in the future to, to make change? In? I guess on the first part of that question of sort of what yeah, I'm worried about with climate change, I think it's the uncertainty for me of what's going to... You know, like you, you read reports of you know, drastic sea level rising and... 
you know, it's going to put a bunch of smaller island countries under seas and stuff like that. And how drastic they're talking of the scale of these um, impacts, you know, it's quite daunting for someone like me who's young and, um, you know, looking to make a career and stuff like that, but not knowing if that sort of thing is even going to be possible in the next 50 years. So to answer the second part of the question, I guess that's why, like, I'm doing even this stuff with the Northern Rivers Young Greens. The more people that we can get involved in just politics in general and pushing for a progressive platform, whether that be on climate or whether that be on any other issues, I think it's really important. And so if someone's listening or they want to give the information to their, their children, where do they find out more info and you know, enrol if they are 16 or, or at least look into it? Yeah, fully. So for in terms of enrolling, you can go to aec.gov.au slash enrol and that will, it's really easy to do on there. You just need your license or a passport and you can do all of it straight away online. You don't need to, you know, worry about you know, sending off forms or anything like that. It's all really quick. Um, the other way, if you go into your local um, AEC office, they'll have a bunch of forms there. You can fill that out and hand that back to them and they'll do that. And yeah, and then in terms of getting involved with the Northern Rivers Young Greens, the best way to do that is probably to check us out on Instagram, which is just at Northern Rivers Young Greens. Um, and from there, we have a link in our bio where you can find all the rest of our social media, our sign-up forms, um, any event details and, yeah, anything like that. And just finally, you've got like a message that you want to send out there to the older generation that perhaps has put you in this position? Oh, we're, we're coming for you. <laughs> Youth in Action was made possible with the assistance of the Community Broadcast Foundation.